into the contest. It's Thursday, the 25th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. How are you, Shana? I'm very well, Timmy. Yourself? Yeah, no, I'm good. I was just flicking through some uh, bits and pieces last night, and I was looking at all these TV shows with, <laughs> you know, dating and people getting together, and maybe thought of... Some of those bad dates that didn't quite work out. Did you ever have one? <laughs> well, you had a few, mate. Uh, one that springs to mind straight away was I was set up. Um, I spoke about Martin Haywood yesterday. Mm. Well, I lived with him and his then girlfriend, our wife Chrissy, and she set me up on a blind date. Mm. And it was probably the most awkward uh, experience I've ever had in my life. We sat there, went to bathers, ordered entree. We didn't say a word to each other. By the time the mains came out, I said, "You don't want to be here, do you?" And she said, "No." <laughs> we got the bill and went home. <laughs> Never again, mate. Never again. I remember going out with this girl. She was really nice. Met the parents, and you know, which was quite peculiar because it was the first time we've gone into the city, gone down to the waterfront, you know, down that area. Yeah. And I didn't have much money, and um, I said, "I'll order what you want." She's ordered the lobster. (laughs) We did. We just had nothing in common, right? But it was was a nice person. (laughs) But nothing in common. And we get back to my car and I had a flat tire. It was just (laughs) one of those things. Oh, no. But I already did have something in common. You like lobster. Well, nah, the only difference is I like three of them. All right, this is Afternoon Sport. We've got plenty to talk about. Serena Williams with a new coach. Nick Kyrgios, what about this legal suit? This is really intriguing in the United Kingdom. And rugby league, this game tonight, Brisbane and Para, it's pivotal, particularly for the Broncos. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Now, we've seen some new vision and uh, from the Australian cricket team. It goes back to 2019 and the Ashes series. Now, Shano, you would have seen some fairly vicious sledges over time. This was really vicious. Yeah, what's well, coming out. Uh, we all watched, and it was a fantastic series on Amazon called um, uh, Around the Ashes. And, um, yeah, this goes back. This is called Phoenix from the Ashes and where they've um, overlaid audio um, picking up all the sledges live from the ground. So it's really taking you inside the game itself. And it'll really, I think, it, I've not seen it yet, but it'll give viewers a real insight into what actually goes on out there on the sporting field, particularly in cricket. We all know in cricket, it takes so long to play the game of test cricket. Um, a lot of things are said on the ground to try and put players off their game. And this is a real good insight into that. Yeah, interesting. Now, we know that the big bash here, the men's game, is trying to promote overseas to get as many superstars mm. to these shores as possible to help ignite uh, the competition and many of the local players see this as a real benefit uh, now the women's game of course uh, the women's game of cricket has just gone through the roof and this is a real boost for the domestic game West Indies captain Hayley Matthews has signed with the Melbourne Renegades she has and uh, big signing she spent the last five years at the Hobart Hurricanes um, a 24-year-old um, Haley made her debut when she was 15. Like she scored 
in 56 matches in the uh, the women's uh, BBL, uh, 865 runs and taken 40 wickets over 56 games. So she's a bit of a superstar, uh, and she'll really bolster uh, that Melbourne Renegades team for this coming season. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable. Now, Serena Williams, uh, a lot of people aren't happy that she's giving the game away. I don't think she's very happy about it, but she's about um, to to have another baby over the next little while. She is going to be playing in this US Open, and she's brought in an Australian secret weapon. She has. Renee Stubbs, who is a six-time Grand Slam doubles champion and a very good coach and commentator based in the US. And, yeah, she's brought her on. This is her last crack. She said that. She doesn't want to retire, right, Tim? Mm. But she's been chasing. She has 23 Grand Slam titles, chasing Margaret Court on 24. But Margaret Court played in the Open era. Um, So, yeah, so she wants to hopefully finish. She's been trying to get that last one for what seems like a couple of years now. So hopefully she goes out on top. She's been an absolute champion. Now, Nick Kyrgios at Wimbledon, he had a great run all the way through to the final and got beaten by Novak Djokovic. And look, he's in decent form, very, very good form. He's around that number 26 in the world after his run in the US. He heads into the US Open with a, you know, with a spinnaker up. But uh, look, this news out of England uh, wouldn't make him happy. Often he just lets his gums do the work, doesn't he? just <laughs> says stuff. And he, he, he mentioned something about, pardon me, one of the Wimbledon patrons, one of the spectators uh, who'd been talking a lot, yelling a lot, saying, oh, look, she's had a few drinks and it uh, it's come back to bite him. Well, this is very, very dangerous precedent potentially going to be set here. She's suing Nick Curious. Um, Nick Curious said, kick her out, she's drunk. That's the one there. She's had 700 drinks, bro. He said that to the umpire and the, and the girl was kicked out. Well, it turns out she's a lawyer and she's saying Nick Curious has uh, basically made this statement, was reckless and entirely baseless. And she said she wasn't drunk. She was there with her mum. But look, I, I just don't see how this can go ahead because imagine that. Where, where does this start and end? You know, um, people yell stuff from the crowd all the time. Can you then sue the person in the crowd because you lost the game or you didn't hit sink that putt? It's, it's, it's just crazy. So uh, I think what Nick said was probably not right, but is it him being worse sued? I don't think so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting one, uh, very mm. interesting. Mark Leishman, he's going to uh, come out to Australia. Of course, he's a, he's a fantastic Victorian golfer and um, him and Cameron Smith have, have paired up at times. Uh, so much talk about the Live Tour and everything else that's going on. Meanwhile, back here in Australia, we're trying to ignite um, what has been a bit of a flagging game at that level. But it is great news to see. We already know that Cameron Smith's coming back to play the summer and Mark Leishman will be back to play the Australian Open and the PGA. This really helps things. I, I still remember the days when Jack mm. Nicholas, Gary Player and all these other big names, international players would come out. Tiger Woods was at the Australian Open, of course, there um, one year. And um, those kinds of things really help. Yeah, it, there's a lot of golf lovers in this country and a lot of sports lovers. Um, and you're right, Timmy, we just haven't had the cattle out here uh, in recent times. Mark Leishman hasn't been back for three years himself. And this is really now driving more speculation because Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith are very good mates and they've been rumoured to both sign with the LOV and they reckon uh, that announcement will come out within the next week now. Yeah, I find it hard to be critical. I really find it very, very hard to be critical because if they came to me and you, um, you have to make business decisions. You just got to do it. Stay with us because we'll be talking AFL, NRL next.
AFL, they have the weekend off this weekend before the final start next week, the first game being on the Thursday. Do you like this? Don't mind it at all. I think it's really good. Uh, gives every team a chance to um, have the same week off, um, to, to re-energise, to get all their injuries under control so they can get the best teams on the paddock for the finals. I think... Any final series, you want to see the best players. Now, not every other players, not every player is going to get on the paddock because some injuries can take longer than others. But I think it's a really, really good thing that the AFL does. Dane Zorko's broken his silence on that sledge. Yeah, he has. He's come out and he's admitted to saying what we thought he said about um, uh, the player's mum. Um, he said he hit, he said he put his hand up. I overstepped the mark. But then he sort of doubled back and said, "Well, it wasn't unprovoked." He says a lot of toing and froing going, going on out there. I really should have just owned it and said, look, I overstepped the mark. I, I really regret what I said. Um, it, was, it was not a nice thing to say, full stop. Yeah. Not not qualify it. Yeah, some things, is, is, it's not worth, yeah. honestly, putting padding around it. It's just worth apologising. Nah, right. Just leave it at yeah, that. that's it. Uh, now, the Sydney Swans, when we do get back on the field, they play Melbourne next weekend. They're buoyed by the fact that Chad Warner and his younger brother, Corey, have signed on until 2025. Yeah, really good. Chad Warner's had his real breakout season um, with his first nomination as an All-Australian. He's super in the midfield and, and has been that real spark that the Swans have needed on a number of games this year, kicking goals, and he's super quick and elusive. Um, and once again, the Swans really becoming a family club. They've, they've signed uh, two other brothers in the McCartan brothers from from uh, Geelong, and uh, yeah, the, the club really sticking by siblings, and it, it creates a really, really good culture there at the Swans. What about this American fan going viral after tweeting his experience watching <laughs> first ever AFL game. And you could see it's a bit like uh, when you go to America, you got kangaroos bouncing down your street. <laughs> yeah. the, um, you know, like they, they, they have their own world titles in different sports internally in, the, yeah. in their own country. So uh, for many, uh, seeing AFL, it would just be mind-boggling. So many players on such a big field with such big crowds. Yeah, this has gone viral. This guy trying, an American guy trying to explain the game of AFL. And some of the stuff he was tweeting was hilarious. He was saying, well, it starts off with the umpire just smacks the ball straight into the ground as hard as he can <laughs> and gets his head out of the way. And uh, he said, you know, the, the umpires on the side throw, throw it over their head. They don't know where they're throwing the ball. Yeah, and he said, I don't even know how many players are out there and what they're trying to do. They're trying to bend it like a banana. <laughs> he was very, very funny, this guy. And... Uh, you must admit, when you go to your first AFL game, you, no one knows what's going on. Oh, no, it's going to a, like going to a language class, isn't it? You sort of, you, yes. It takes a while to work it out. It really <laughs> does. But I do think it's a game you've got to see live. Look, I, yes, I, I agree. I just don't think, you know, it's, it's okay watching it on TV, but it doesn't quite do it the justice that, say, mm. a rugby league game or a rugby union game will with television because it's so easy to cover. Uh, with the with the fields, uh, they're so big. I remember Paul Kelly at the Swans. You could never quite see how much work he would do unless you're actually yeah. at the game. Um, you couldn't see the ground they'd cover. But um, oh, huge, mate. They they run marathons these oh, guys. Absolutely. Now, huge game tonight. Brisbane and Parramatta. The Eels obviously have mixed their form. They had a good win over the Bulldogs. Understandably, all their fans expected it. That comes after a, a big loss to South Sydney and Brisbane. Well, Brisbane are really struggling, aren't they? They were, and mm. Chad mentioned this uh, last week, how, you know, they were sitting fourth, third on the competition and they started to get into the language that Brisbane Broncos could be, and I, I think I even said it, could be a title contender. They're really, really um, on the slide. They play Parramatta. It's a pivotal game. They're both poised there on the eight 
Um, one's on 30 points, Parramatta. One's on 28 points. That would be Brisbane. So, uh, yeah, it's a big, big game tonight. It's a huge game. And I think really importantly for Brisbane, um, Brisbane seemed as a squad to make such big leaps forward this year at the start mm. of the season. And they turned everything around from you know players being dropped, what felt like every second week and other players being dropped until this year. They got some momentum. But as you said, Tim, they've really fallen off the off the cliff now. And I think if Brisbane can get a win tonight, I don't think they will, by the way. If they can get a win tonight, it'll really cement them, um, the players up for next year yeah. um, in particular. If they lose tonight, I reckon they're almost back to where they were at the start of the season where people are second-guessing themselves. And if they do win, I mean, they do have the advantage of playing at home. If they do win, yeah. it gives yep. it gives the yep. Roosters a real opportunity uh, tomorrow night when they play Melbourne. This will be tough in Melbourne, but they're both roaring along. If they beat them, well, they could get as high as fifth or sixth on the ladder. So some pivotal mm. games to come. Um, we love Paddy Mills on the show. Uh, he sort of led the Australian teams to a bronze medal at the last Olympic Games. And he's just he's just got that air of magic about him. And he's really given a, a lovely pep talk to our women's team, the Opals. It's, uh, hopefully it will inspire them in the World Cup. Yeah, the World Cup and it's in, the World Cup's in Sydney, and Paddy Mills spoke to the girls. Um, the girls all said they no one there was, you couldn't hear a pin drop in the room, and he was so amazing. Um, he was really engaging and and um, very emotional. They said um, just a, a fantastic guy. His insights on the game were unbelievable, mm. but just his passion for the green and gold was uh, was second to none. And yeah, the girls seemed very, very motivated by his talk. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Wayne Bennett would talk in a very different fashion. He talks quite flat and straight. They call him the Clint Eastwood of rugby league. He got kicked out of a pub at six o'clock one night and he said, why am I getting kicked out? And they said, it's happy hour, you've got to leave. <laughs> they all use that. All the ex-players use that gag. Well, he's, he's, he's preparing the Dolphins for next year. He's got this big deal potentially with Latrell Mitchell. There's all the talk about Munster. But you've got a, a story of Wayne Bennett to finish us off today. Well, this is a story. This is not my story. This is Wayne Bennett's mm. story. and made me laugh when I heard him tell it. And... Um, he was saying that, um, as we know, he, he doesn't like fame. He likes to get on, do his job. He lives quite a way out of Brisbane, and this is when he was coaching the Broncos. Mm. So very well known when he, I think, three-time champions they were up there. And he said he was driving home one late one night after training and about a 40-minute drive on the highway, and he sees this guy drunk sort of stumbling across the road. And he thinks, geez, the guy's going to get run out. So he pulls over and he says, jump in, mate. Where, where do you live? And he said he lived in the suburb next to me. So the guy jumped in the car. And he said, you know, you get that knowing look when someone looks at you and the guy goes, are you that Wayne Bennett? He said, yes, I am, mate. Right. And you drive cabs as well. <laughs> the guy was absolutely pissed. I <laughs> thought he was a cabbie. He <laughs> said, no, nah, mate, I'm just getting you home, buddy. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com if you're in the market for a racehorse. They are the guys to talk to. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.